Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Sheepdog Country Podcast. Um, as always, if you like what we're doing, hit the like button, subscribe, do all that good stuff, and uh, hit us up at sheepdogcountryaz at gmail.com for any questions or anything like that. Comment on what you want. Um, give me some feedback. I don't care if it's happy or negative or whatever. I love all of it because... As I said uh, last week and Mayhem Monday, if you're not getting any any uh, pushback, you're doing something wrong. So, <laughs> so, so if you're going to come in there negatively at me, then I know I'm doing something right. But, anyways, uh, we're we're going to uh, get into this again today. Today I have my good friend Josh Cooper Russell from Lifelink Church. He's youth pastors as well as I am, and um, he definitely, at uh, LifeLink, where he's from, he has a, a more diverse mix of kids. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty kind of, um, have a niche out at my church, but he's in the middle of the city and has a huge diversity of kids and families um, they're amazing. And so <clears throat> we're going to talk a little bit today about how to minister to Gen Z. Um, and I don't, I want to open this up by again saying like, what are some of the differences we're seeing in Gen Z that we didn't see in maybe, you know, gen x or millennials or before that yeah well hello everybody um my name is joshua russell um thank you again for that intro uh keith uh yeah i've been um serving at my church i've been a youth pastor for several years now um and uh been a full-time try not to age yourself or something (laughs) well if he's not trying to age himself i was a youth leader when he was still a junior in high school there you go and he became a youth pastor before i did (laughs) oh man but you know um that's a good question what are some of those differences between the generations um i think um if you look at the generations, statistically looking, um, you have seen over the last um, several decades a uh, significant decrease in um, how much God is of importance to each generation. You know, look at the baby boomers, you look at you know Gen X, you look at the millennials, you look at younger millennials, you look at Gen Z, um, and you look, there's a significant decrease um, every single with every single generation when it comes to is God important in your life? Um, are you reading your Bible? Do you, you know, pray? Do you care about you know uh, God, God's voice in your life? And um, so, but I think you know when we look at the culture, we it's pretty, it's probably easy to recognize that um, that difference. Um, I think one of the biggest differences with Gen Z is a lot of Gen Z didn't grow up in church. They didn't, you know, with with our generation, with millennials, you know, a lot of us did grow up in church, and then a lot of us left the church, you know, whether it was in college or after college or shortly after that. Um, but a lot of Gen Z, it really is completely novice when it comes to the Word of God, when it comes to um, 
biblical principles, when it comes to just kind of some of the basic things that all of us, you know, who grew up in church are just familiar with. They're not familiar with it. Um, and so what I think it gives us a great opportunity to do is really um, highlight the basics and the importance of um of, of teaching God's word, not at um, a level or an understanding of they already know this. So here's where I'll go with, you know, my message or here's where I'll, I'll go when I'm talking about God. But instead, explaining and opening up the word and really teaching it in such a in such a I don't want to say simple, but simple is a good word. But um, in such a, a real way where you don't assume anything. But you just teach, hey, here's what's going on in, in this moment in the Bible. Here's what God's Word is saying. And, yeah, I think that's I think that's always a helpful thing. I, I really like that, that last point you said because I think when you get to know your kids, you start assuming things about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, man, I... That I think that's not, I even helps me, honest because uh, because we have a lot of PKs and stuff in here, and you you assume well they know this, they know that, they know this, they know that, they know about Jesus, and you want to just go jump off the deep end, and <laughs> and you know you you're like all right y'all got jesus covered let's go holy spirit speaking tongues healings miracles <laughs> all that stuff but um but um you also we also don't have you know that intimate knowledge of where they actually are at unless you obviously get a word of knowledge or something like that but um yeah that that's that's big and i i think that um I think that's a, a good way to use that. Now, you know, don't put car- the cart before the horse. Mm. Like, you you really, <clears throat> no matter where you're at, you always, uh, and even you look at championship teams over the years, some get off course, and they're just like, hey, why we lost that game yesterday because our tackling sucks. <laughs> we got to do tackling drills this week because you are <laughs> terrible at tackling. <laughs> And sometimes we keep going and we keep pushing and we keep going and not knowing that someone might have not connected what what that tackling drill meant. Like mm-hmm. they so everybody else is even even if you do have push and you do have people moving forward in those giftings, you gotta go back to the basics it, routinely so that the people that didn't grab it have that opportunity to come forward. Mm-hmm. And then if those those other kids are advanced, they'll see that help that kid come up. Yeah. Right? That's good. <laughs> um, one of the things that we did talk about, talk about the, the acceptance. Because I heard you talk about this when I went to that breakout session, and you're talking about like the acceptance of Gen Z, how they're accepting things that our generation or generation prior to us wouldn't really accept. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, what's so interesting about this generation is they're probably one of the most tolerant generations 
Um, and that's a catch-all tolerance is huge with them. They, you know, are very affirming, very accepting of people and all their different beliefs and their backgrounds. And so there's not really just like a core, you know, um, centralized truth that, you know, they build their uh, foundation on. A lot of them just, you know, re- uh, in, in a way respect and they honor other people's truth and their beliefs. And so there's a lot of just like, well, if you believe that, that's great. I affirm you. I, you know, I love that about you. And so they celebrate the differences uh, which it's not bad to celebrate differences. Obviously, yeah, it could be a great thing. It could be a great thing, but <laughs> it's it's that um, that idea of affirming everything that someone believes, and a lot of it has to do. You know, they don't want to offend anyone, they don't want to hurt anybody, um, but at the same time, because of that, we really have to teach them that there is really only one truth. There's really only one solid foundation that will not fail them, that will not let them down, and that they can build their life upon, and that's the foundation of the Word of Jesus Christ. And it's so essential that as ministers to Gen Z that we don't water down what the Word says. We don't try to... um, hide certain things we don't try to say oh well they, they they're not gonna be able to handle this concept they're not gonna be able to handle this truth so i'll just talk about you know this you know kind of light-hearted thing over here they need to know they need to hear the truth and when they hear the truth the holy spirit will confront them and the holy spirit will show up and it will draw their heart to god and the beautiful picture we see there is there they'll be faced with the point where they'll eventually say okay do i want to accept this or do i want to reject this and our prayer is that they're gonna be so hungry for truth i want to get back to that part in a second that they will come to know god because they go i've seen what the world says I've, i've heard what the world's told me i've heard what culture's told me and it has nothing for me but now when they lean into God, when they lean into his word, when they find out how real Jesus is, and when they find out that you know applying the biblical principles, applying God's word to your life, what a macro difference it makes in their life, they're going to they're gonna see the evidence of it, and they're going to know they can trust it, and they're going to know they can believe in it, and they, they're going to know that they can build a foundation on it. Um, what I love about this generation, um, I think because of you know what we experienced in 2020, a lot of them are at a point where they are absolutely hungry to know what is true they are so unique when it comes to um, uh, not just taking things at face value but wanting to go no 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 i don't need all the junk i just want to know the truth i don't need all the extra stuff just tell me just tell me what the truth is just tell me just just be real with me and so we're at a really unique spot where I think there, there's something stirring inside of this generation right now. I mean, we're seeing it with Asbury and uh, and, and, and other places and, and, uh, on college campuses and in churches. There's a real closeness of God right now in our country. And I think the young people, Gen Z in particular, um, whether you want to call them the old Gen Zers in their you know mid twenties, late twenties, and even the ones that are in high school right now, there's a real hunger for to want to know truth. And I'm and I, what we're seeing at our church is there is a big lean in to want more and more of God. And I think that that is going to spark. And there is a wave starting to come. And so, man, if you're a youth pastor, if you're a minister, if you're a youth leader, 
get your surfboard and get ready to ride this wave. And I don't say it as a, we're just going to experience all these amazing things and we're not going to have to do some hard work. We are for sure going to have to do some hard work. We have to stand on the truth of God's word. We have to teach. We have to disciple. We got to get these young uh, people to understand the word of God. We got to get them in the word of God. And if we can do that, we're going to watch God move mountains. Dude, (laughs) that's so good because... We see that a lot. I mean, you brought it up. Twenty twenty. I mean, we're we're not gonna divulge into either side or whatever. But you you have politics pulling people apart, all that sure. other stuff pulling yeah. people apart, and there were mishandling of information on both sides. There was lies on both sides. There was all this stuff that was happening, and so. And in that two years, all people did was watch the news. And now two <laughs> years later, they, it comes out that all everything they said was a lie. Right? And really, this generation is completely washed of anything true in their life. Mm. And <clears throat> I, like, I like what you said, is, is it... Um, and about the acceptance and and how they tolerate stuff and they they try to um, uh, bolster people up in what they believe and all this. Uh, is it safe to say that the acceptance is a good thing? Because I think the body of Christ as a whole probably needs to be a little bit more accepting, <laughs> <laughs> be willing to accept people that are not their make and model, right? Yeah. Like Jesus did. But to be able to uh, curtail those those that acceptance into a compassion, mm-hmm. into a compassion for people that need Jesus. Yeah. And I and that's one of the things you just brought it up. I'm I'm so amped about stuff like Asbury about the lettuce worship movement, uh, yeah. kingdom capital, uh, or kingdom at the capital, things like this where there are moves of God happening right now. And if these kids catch a hold of it, I think that's going to happen. Yeah. Cause we're going to see a generation that is much more compassionate. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus was towards people that don't know him, but still be able to, bring that truth to them. Yeah. Like, like a lot of people are like, man, we're just need to prepare for the end times. You know, <laughs> when, when's the next blood moon coming? And all this stuff. And I'm just like, and it like people that I'm, that I'm actually related to now <laughs> are, are doing stuff like that. And I'm just like, you know, why don't we just live every day chasing Jesus and then when that happens, it happens mm-hmm. because, and, and everybody's like, you know, there's never going to be another Christian president, blah, 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 blah. And, <laughs> I, I'm on the other side. I'm like, man, God's about to break something loose. Um, I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know if Asbury was a kickoff point or what's going to happen, but I feel, uh, and I, I've been feeling it for about a year now, major revival coming to America and, and not 
to, to the point where we might see a reverse in biblical knowledge into the next generation. You might see Gen Zers raising their kids up in church and not trending the same way. Yeah. Well, man, you brought up a couple things here and yeah, I love, I love what you said there. They are the, the, I mean, overall as Christians, we have to be compassionate. Mm -hmm. Jesus was compassionate when he saw people. So we need to take his lead and we need to be compassionate when we see people. And one of the biggest things I love about this generation is they love each other they care about each other now is there things that they all go through because they're in you know high school college and there's different things that you know that we how we operate and how we think in our you know kind of human nature for sure that happens but overall they're very accepting they're very loving and i think that that could be a tool that god uses to really build his church in this next generation um, they're such a diverse generation too. They're really, diversity is all they know. There's so many people who come from different culture backgrounds that are in our country, especially in our state. And they're they're surrounded by you know diversity in their in their high school, their junior highs. So they're surrounded by lots of different diversity, and so it gives them those opportunities to understand culture, to understand people's different backgrounds, different beliefs, and to have an understanding. And where I feel like God can use that in such a high capacity way to build the kingdom of God, uh, especially, it, you know, I, I'm an Arizona boy, so especially in Arizona, but even in our country is to use this gen, this next generation, to use Gen Z to really be the catapult to that. Um, how amazing would it be for someone who doesn't know God, who comes from a different, who doesn't, who goes into a church, never been in a church, and comes in and immediately feels the love and the acceptance of Jesus because a generation has been shaped and is already that way, mm -hmm. and I think that's a beautiful thing. And what I love is God can redeem and God can use all of those different things um, uh, that a culture is kind of uh, that. A culture is identified with and he can repurpose those and he can redeem those for the kingdom of God. Um, so even though they may be affirming and loving and, you know, upholding everything that maybe isn't what we would see in the Bible as things that we want to affirm or things that we even necessarily believe in, that still that core value that's in them can be transferred over when they give their full yes and they give their, um, uh, their life to Jesus. And he can use that in such a great way in the church. So I love that point you brought. As far as where we're at as a culture and how we need to be praying and how we need to be operating as Christians, I love what you said. We don't need to be on the side where we're pointing at the culture in a negative way all the time and mm -hmm. breaking down and tearing apart and saying, isn't our culture so bad and you know, pointing our finger? Anyone can see that. Anyone can say that. But the beautiful thing we can do is we can be people of prayer who pray and believe that God is going to bring the right people and put them in the right seats who can change our country from the inside out. And really, it's not people. It's all God anyway. So if we, what we want is we want God to be in the middle of everything. We want God to be in the middle of our schools. We want God to be in the middle of our politics. We want God to be in the middle of our churches, in the middle of our homes, in the middle of our city. We need him more and we need less of us getting in the way. <laughs> and so, Amen. and so I think we need to bring him more into those things and really have faith and believe 
and and speak and and pray prayers like that. Pray prayers of faith. You know, uh, not pray prayers of God. Just hurry up and come back because you know this. <sighs> culture this country is going to hell in a handbasket but instead go hey god change the heart of our country change the heart of our leaders change the heart of you know our our our, our people in leadership change the heart of you know that person at my work who's mm-hmm. so far from you but needs to know who you are if we can start praying things like that man god's gonna move he's gonna move i i i, I think of two people in the bible you know when when, it, when we're talking about culture you know in in jesus's time in his culture you know some of the most um despised people were tax collectors and there's two moments in the bible where jesus you know brought one of his disciples you know he looked at matthew who was a tax collector he said hey come follow me and people were like what are you doing don't you know he's a tax collector don't you know that that's like the scum of the earth right we can easily do that we can point our fingers and say that's awful those people are awful but jesus brought them in closer and changed their life you know we look at nicodemus who cheated people out of money and jesus pointed at him and said hey i want to come to your house for dinner changed his life changed his heart and he gave back all that money. And so when we think of things like that, it's like who what does God want us to do? Who are who are those people in our culture where God says, "Hey, bring them close to you. Just show them the love of God. Show them how real Jesus is. Be Jesus to them. Be the hands and feet of Jesus. Have compassion, have love. You don't have to affirm everything. You you can still stand on the truth of God's word, but Got to have Jesus right in the middle of our heart, in the middle of our decisions, in the middle of our tones, in the middle of our expressions, the words we use. We got to have more of His Word come out of us um, than kind of negative to- uh, cultural talking points come out of our mouth. Man, I'm telling you, the more we can get more of God's Word flowing out of us, that's what's going to change people's hearts. <laughs> so good. Um, <laughs> when you were talking, <clears throat> I just had this thought like, could there have been a more divinely appointed movie release than Jesus Revolution? <laughs> I love that movie. That be- so be- good. Because it's it's really it's taking to a a a church culture of basically a dead church mm-hmm. that was shaming the world <laughs> introduced to a hippie that loved Jesus <laughs> and Put them together and start this cultural movement in California, of all places, mm-hmm. where, you know, let's be honest, a lot of the church wishes just fall off in the Pacific Ocean because <laughs> of the the cultural filth that comes mm-hmm. out there. Um, and God just kind of showed me, like, the second wave of that happening mm-hmm. with, like... Gen X millennials being united with Gen Z when that that next move comes. Like that like Jesus Revolution Volume Two. Like mm-hmm. and maybe ten times bigger. Like like yeah. like hundred hundredfold. Like yeah. we we really just need I think as a country to just continue down this path of Obviously, one the com- the compassion that we have, the, the the compassion to see people saved from hell, and the the compassion of Jesus to not put them out 
mm-hmm. and, and and just really turn them off. That's yeah. what. That's why uh, I will say something controversial on here. <laughs> not not uh, not politically or anything. <laughs> that's why I love Todd White. I love watching Todd White. People say all this stuff about you know. You know, he he does all this stuff, and people think he's fake because he's on the camera and doing these miracles and stuff. <coughs> the dude loves people. He loves people. Uh, my uh, Pastor Ben went to a pastor's conference, and Todd White was there. All the pastors are doing their networking thing, talking to everybody. He's over in the corner by himself, just, just melted. And I was like, and Ben's like, we're missing out on something. Hmm. <laughs> like, 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 he's a pastor too, and we're 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 over here talking and doing our thing, and he's getting melted by God right now. Like, hmm. there's something happening. So, <laughs> there, there, and but um, I think it's that heart that um, one of the things he says, and this is a big one for everybody, even if you are compassionate. Uh, in, uh, uh, inconvenience is an invitation for Christ. Hmm. So, like, anytime you get inconvenienced by um, a wreck or something like, or like you're going to check in a hotel and your hotel is delayed or whatever, and you have to go center around, so, like, do what you can to talk to people in those inconveniences and show them the love of God. Hmm. So, like, th- those are the kind of things that. I think all of us could <laughs> definitely get better at, um, but the the whole Gen Z like man, I just feel that that really hard just in our conversation that just being able to transfer that acceptance to compassion mm-hmm. and really say, "Hey, I love you." I understand where you're at, mm-hmm. but you're getting lied to, and there's a God that loves you. Hmm. Like, oh man, like just we we need that more, and I, I'm I'm guilty of it as anybody because you know I'm trying for for some of my some of my ways to come out of. Um, some of the way I was brought up because mm-hmm. even before I got to cry, like we, we called, you know, California, California and uh, <laughs> all, all that stuff because we just did not like the cultural stuff that was coming out. So I got not, not biased towards people, but biased towards ideas or thoughts come out. So that's something I've constantly been working on for years but i definitely have to go hey you don't agree with this <laughs> like these people need jesus they need love mm-hmm. and 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 like i was telling you before we started the this past year i've been really trying to convey that to my youth group and the people i talk to is that even even when i might get fired up on something else and go man, this is a great victory for the cause. And like, 
we need to go against these people that are trying to groom our kids and do all this stuff, which we do. We do. <laughs> there, there needs to be a stand, and we need people in positions to do that stuff. But we also have to say, this is why. Because even though I may seem harsh to you, or I may seem um, that I'm not tolerant or not, I'm not accepting, I just really have compassion for you. And there's a truth that the people around you won't tell you because I love you. I, 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 I dare to say I love you more than the people that are telling you and just going in with these lies because mm. I want to see you. I want to see you saved. I don't want to mm. see, see you uh, at the day of judgment and you being sent to hell and crying to me because I didn't tell you. I, I, there will be people there because I was ignorant earlier in my Christian walk, but like, especially from, from now on or from a few years ago on, like if I know you and I'm acquaintance to you, I'm going to tell you Jesus loves you. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you God that loves you because <laughs> I don't want to see anybody going, what did you tell me, man? <laughs> like, like what's up? Mm -hmm. And that's, the not only for <laughs> the youth leaders and the pastors and all that out there, everybody. That's that's not just me and Josh's job. That's not just our team's job. It's everybody. Hey, if you are a Christian and you have the ability to speak to somebody, if you're in a neighborhood. And you don't know your next door neighbor? <laughs> hey, this whenever you hear this, that day, go over and introduce your next door neighbor. See if they know Jesus. Because <laughs> if not, they need to know. Like we it's very big for us to be doing that. Mm -hmm. Anything to add on talk about? Yeah, I think um I love what you're saying about, you know, with that with that cultural piece. Again, like, you know, it's so important. That we understand. I mean, the Bible talks about, you know, there's the men of Issachar. They understood the sign of the times. And it's important that we understand culture. It's important that we understand what's going on, you know, and all that stuff. Um, but we don't respond um, just based on every whim of what culture does. Amen. We have to stand firm on what God's called us to do. Mm -hmm. We can't get rattled by what's going on in our culture. We can't get rattled. We can't get shaken. You know, Psalm 16, 8 says, you know, because God's with us and he's next to us, we will, I will be unshaken. And mm -hmm. I love that verse because if God's right in the middle of my life, if he's the one leading my life, I don't have to worry about what's happening in our culture. I don't have to... I don't have to be scared. I, that's a better way to say it. I don't have to be fearful. I don't have to wonder, well, what about this? What about that? I just have to put my faith and my trust in God. That's the number one thing I have to do. And when God gives me insight, when God gives me the opportunity, when he gives me the open window, the open door to speak into someone's life, I'm going to be faithful and I'm going to do it. But I'm going to have him be right in the middle and right at the center because anything, any effort that I say in my own strength, out of my own knowledge, out of my own words, it's going to fall on deaf ears. It's going to build. It's going to build walls. It's going to hurt people. It's going to cause confusion. But if I bring God close and I let the Holy Spirit speak through my life, when I have the opportunity to speak to any individual, whether it's a student, whether it's a preteen, a kid, 
a father, a mother who's just desperate for God to do something different in their student's life. I want to make sure that when I'm speaking, it's I'm speaking God's word right to their heart. I'm speaking right from the Holy Spirit right to that person's heart. Because any any extra effort from me, anything I try to just uh, make happen, it's all for nothing. But if it's if if God's right in the middle of it, and I'm flowing with Him, He's the one who's going to speak through me and get to that heart. I can't change anyone's heart; only the Holy Spirit can change someone's heart. And so that's what is so important that we have to we have to understand as ministers of the gospel. Whether like like Keith was saying a minute ago. If you're not a youth pastor, you're not a youth leader, it doesn't matter. If you are a Christian, if you claim to follow and believe in Jesus Christ, if he's your Lord, if he's your Savior, mm-hmm. that means he's your guide. And so you have to every day lean into him and say, who do you want me to talk to today? How do you want me to speak to my coworker today? Give me an opportunity, and when you say yes, I'll, I'll do it. When you say speak, I'll speak. When you say act, I'll act. Because my heart and my life is always open to whatever God wants to do. Dude, that's so good. And what was that verse again? 16.8? Oh, Psalm 16.8, yeah. Um, and that's a big one, too, just to the fact that, you know, we're both dads, too. Yeah. Man, we're sending our kids out into this culture every day. Yeah. And so... Um, and for all you parents out there, like that's something to anchor to because, um, we can't be shaken by this culture. We have to raise up our children to be the light Mm -hmm. in this culture Mm -hmm. and to speak the truth and to love on other people who need the truth of God. Um, man, so good. You got anything else, brother? Um, yeah, well, I w- I'll say this too. I didn't get a chance to talk about this, but you know, with the movie that just came out, the Jesus revolution, which man, y'all should definitely see that it's a f- phenomenal movie. Um, but what I love, there's a, there's a line in that movie, um, that really, that really hit me. Um, I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to get there and remember what it said, but, um, but really it was, it was talking about how, um, you know, Lonnie Frisbee, who uh, the movie has a large part to do with telling his story and, and how with, with in his involvement with the movement. But he said, you know, the culture, you know, um, the you know, he's talking about his people, like the hippies and stuff like that, you know, and the young people, they're searching for all the right things, but in the wrong places. And I think that that's exactly where our Gen Z culture are, are the, whether they're older Gen Z, younger Gen Z, so even this good. alpha generation coming up right, be, right behind them, they're searching for all the right things, but maybe they're just searching in the wrong places. And so what we need to do is we need to have a strong church community. We need to have strong youth leaders. We need to have strong youth pastors who are ready to bring this culture in and show them the truth of God's word. Because what they're searching for, they will find in the Word of God. They will find in the person of who Jesus is. And we have to be ready to not just look like the culture, but we have to be ready to be the church, to be to show the love of Jesus. And mm-hmm. I, I was I was I was getting ready the other day, and God was reminding me that the the darker the culture looks, the brighter 
our church is going to be. The dull, the darker our culture looks, the brighter our church is going to be. What I love about that picture that God was showing me is, you know, in uh, in the Word, it talks about how we are supposed to be salt and light, a, a light not hidden under a basket, but shining bright, like a a light on the 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 like a city on a hilltop. And I love that picture because that's exactly what who I want to be as a Christian, who I want to be as a believer, and that's exactly what I want our our church and and what we want our church to look like. It's a city on a hilltop. When everyone's stuck in darkness, when everyone's looking around and saying, "Is there anything real? Is there anything true?" They can look up and say, "That's it. That church right there." And so we have to stand on truth. We have to uphold the word of God. And we just have to follow Jesus closely. And when that when that culture comes in, let's be ready for them. Let's be ready to minister. Let's be ready to love. And let's watch the Holy Spirit change their hearts. Dude. Oh, man. So good. Um, guys, I hope you all enjoyed that. Cause I know I did. I know I was blessed by it, and uh, and got me thinking a lot about um, my youth and about my kids and about how I'm going to treat um, people and uh, how I'm going to uh, bring in Jesus every interaction. Um, so we need to do that. Um, we're me and Josh can never say that we're perfect because <laughs> we're not no definitely not no pastor is <laughs> i mean you know uh i mean i mean he turned down a a, a bible college in texas on a full <laughs> ride for nothing i mean <laughs> but uh but uh i hope you enjoyed it and uh i really hope my sheepdogs out there that Y'all understand that just because we're sheepdog don't mean that we have to bark at everybody. So, <laughs> sometimes we snuggle up with them and uh, and uh, walk them through what they're going through and love on them like Jesus would. That's good. Guys, um, thank you so much, Josh, again. Yeah, it, thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to reconnect and um, see you. And, and, dude, we have a long history and it's not anywhere close from being done. That's right. <laughs> but uh anyways guys come back at us, get it get us uh get us some uh comments and all that good stuff. And again, since email anything that you want to uh talk about, I'm here for it. Um we love you guys. Sheep dogs out.